I hit you up, I'm talking about bangers up. Yeah. Chill off in your crib and have a thing, probably make this thing or something. Yeah. Girl, you like my bottom, yeah. Post my bill, pay for my lawyer. Yeah. Play your position when the mother hoes get out of order. When you wanna give me that, you purchase a plane ticket. Run around town when I bust it down, then one shit like them lanes, did it? Got a dick, I will. I catch me a Basically, if this bitch lay with me, she paying me I'm on some pimp shit, for real It's 2am club, was about to close up Coming through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes up Then I met you, kick game and followed you to the breakfast spot You like I'm ready to that night up in the Marriott You your chair pop Drunk and switching up position Thought this shit would never stop Motherfucker in the mission, damn When you wanna give me that, you purchase a plane ticket. Run around town when I bust it down, then my shit like them names did. Got a kick, I will. I get to me a lipstick. Basically, if these bitches lay with me, she paying me. I'm on some pimp shit for real. This 2 a.m. club was about to close up. Coming through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes. When I hit you up, I'm talking about bangers, son. Chill off in your crib and half a thing, probably make this thing something. Girl, you like my bottom, bitch. Post my bill, pay for my lawyer. Play your position when the mother hoes get out of order. When you wanna give me the you purchase a plane ticket. Run around town when I bust a down, then one shit like them lanes did. It got a dick, I will. I get to me a lipstick. Basically, if this bitch lay with me, she paying me. I'm on some pimp shit for real. This 2 a.m. club was about to close up. Coming through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes up. Then I met you, kick game and followed you to the breakfast spot. You like I'm ready to that night up in the Marriott. This is the OMFL. You can't touch this. And you're in the mix with kind of real name. Here's another OMFL production.
All right, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Press Pass Live number 157. It's always amazing to me whenever I see that number that we've been doing this for a very long time. I'm your host, the commissioner here, Nate, and I am super excited that you are with me. I always hesitate when I say my name, too, because it used to be kind of real Nate, and then we did the whole name change thing, and then I always just want to say kind of real Nate. Guys, how you doing this morning? I got Mr. Bloop and Cooley with me up early this morning. How you doing, guys? Doing good, man. Uh, excited to get the show on. Missed last week, so I'm good to go. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, uh, even early. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it is super early. All right, let's just jump right into it and talk about our favorite game of the week, do a little fire drill action. So, Blue, tell me, what was your favorite game of the past couple of weeks? Uh, my favorite game is... um. Uh, there's a couple games I really, really like, but this one, I picked the Lions and the Cardinals, two teams I think that are really turning their organizations around. Uh, they just played in week 11, or week 10, sorry. Um, the Cardinals wound up winning 30-28, to 28, so it was a nice close battle between two guys that are, like I say, they're really turning their teams around. Uh, there's a couple turnovers and stuff. I never actually got to watch the whole game, I just, but... Just two teams that I think are really turning their seasons or their franchises around, and uh, it was good to see both of them kind of have success on offense and move the ball on each other and stuff. And I think uh, I think both teams are probably by next season playoff contending caliber at this point. Yeah, this was a, a nice close game. Did you get to watch this game? Uh, I watched. I think I watched like maybe a quarter because I was at work during it but um yeah it's I stopped in or uh, checked it out and saw a couple things but I don't know just look at the stats and stuff it's kind of uh just nice to see these two teams building up and uh improving from where they were like a season or two ago yeah Slay stays red hot with an interception Kirk stays goes off on the Detroit Lions 11 receptions 150 plus yards so a good game between two good teams. This would have been fun to watch. A lot of firepower with two young quarterbacks that play completely different, but uh, both pretty dynamic. Mr. Cooley, what was your favorite game for the past couple of weeks here? I think maybe uh, I'm going to go with the Rams and Seahawks that went to overtime. Uh, the Seahawks, a big NFC West uh, battle, and the Seahawks won, but both kind of in uh, different styles. Seahawks were passing the Rams uh, were running and uh, you know, went to overtime. I didn't get to see this game either, but just kind of going through them, um, you know, looked like a uh, very good game. Went to overtime. Both those guys are good players and have been battling. So uh, that you know, that's the division I left to come to the NFC South. Um, so the, those guys are, are uh, tough to beat. They're, they're good players. That would have been a good game to watch. Gurley goes off in this game 20 for 160. Uh, time of possession was almost 50-50, which is something you don't really see a whole lot of. And then um, something you definitely don't see any of from uh, from Mo is he had four uh, turnovers, and that's just something that Mo doesn't do. He doesn't turn the ball over. and um, So that was just super interesting to see because Mo is usually pretty good about uh, not turning the ball over and, and keeping that one uh, pretty close. 
Um, I like the Steelers and Bengals. This would have been a fun one to be able to call and, and be able to get to watch. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals come away with a 37-33 victory. Um, this one really was about uh, just efficiency for both of these teams on offense. The Bengals we're going to talk about in just a little bit have one of the more you know, high-powered offenses in the league. And anytime uh, there's just two numbers that always seem to be connected often, and that's time of possession and the score. Anytime that time of possession is close, the score is usually close. And, and if it's a blowout, vice versa. And this one was one, 1941 for the Steelers for 2019 for the Cincinnati Bengals. Looks like they scored a, a late touchdown in this one that, that put it away. Golf is playing outstanding, 30, 344 Passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception, a QBR of 118. Uh, Colt hung right there with him, 268, three touchdowns, but the two interceptions. Neither guy had a great uh, day rushing the ball. Uh, Humphreys uh, for 85, he did average 6.5 yards a carry, but Smith Suster and Ross both went off. 164 for Smith Suster, and Ross had 148. So, uh, pretty effective offenses. This would have been a really fun matchup to be able to watch and a big victory for the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I know on Twitter they were poking their chest out about this victory, so congrats to them. So that's our fire drill, our games that we were really excited about and the games that really stuck out to us. Let's talk about a couple of our partners here really quick. I don't think this is going to be it. No, this might be it. Let me go back. Hate. Hate. Safari on this stupid thing. That, this is not it. This is the PUBG thing. Let me go back. Go back. Go back. Well, if you want to enter the PUBG skin contest, this is exactly how you do it. Just FYI, <laughs> for those of you who are watching this thing right now. Wow. All right, here we go. Now, getting the website back up here. Talk about our partners that I'm actually wearing a shirt, but it's freezing in my house right now. So uh, I've got a sweater on, but... Um, our partner that we couldn't do any of this without, and that's daddyleagues.com. So daddyleagues.com is the website where um, he hosts our Madden Leagues, all of our stats, our, uh, everything that we need from rankings to stats to rosters, um, anything and everything that you could ever need for a Madden franchise is found at daddyleagues.com. It's also a really great place that you can do a lot of recruiting and find really good owners, a place that you can really promote your league and the content that you're creating. Um, I've done podcasts for him and, and uh, Pudi T, who's here, also does a ton of work for him as an on staff with him. And so Poppy's just a really great guy and we're super honored that he's one of our partners. Uh, super quiet, never really hear from him unless you need something, but um, he just has a really great product and um, it's just awesome that we are able to partner with Daddy Leagues. And if you run a Madden League or want to run a Madden League, then you need to invest the $35 and go get it started because it is definitely worth it. Uh, and so DaddyLeagues.com, make sure that you guys go there and support what um, what they're doing. And I just did, did it again. Why did I do that? I, I, uh, I was trying to log off and ended up hitting the back button, which didn't work three minutes ago, but all of a sudden... 
started to work whenever uh, I needed it. All right, let's go ahead and go to our, our next little segment here. I will fix this in a bit. Come on, load up. I want to shoot my face off right now. Don't do it. <laughs> PlayStation needs to fix your Safari crap. All right, here we go. Let's talk about our next section. We're going to talk about the Kansas City offense. One of the I shockers to me, at least this season, about how well that they're playing. This team just seems to be clicking on all cylinders whenever it comes to the offensive side of the ball. So let's talk about the Kansas City offense, what makes them so good, what makes them to, to be one of the top offenses here in the OMFL, and, man, how would you even slow them down? Well, to start out, the big thing for them right now is uh, they drafted that Johnny Walters in the third round of the last draft um, at receiver. To pair him up with Hill kind of gives uh, Massimo two guys that are elite speed, um, pretty good route running, like deep route running and stuff, decent catching. Uh, he's really blossomed. He's almost he's on pace for just so under 2,000 yards as a rookie. Uh, Tyreek Hill, obviously, and Patrick Mahomes. Um, that's really all all he does. I've been watching his game against uh, Washington that's going on right now, and uh, those two guys are... You know, they're pretty much all he throws to, but it's also because they're always open. Uh, probably because of their speed and stuff. Mahomes also can throw guys open. Um, and Mahomes gonna, is stupid. Mahomes it's, is ridiculous. It's a cheat yeah. code. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think I've seen in this game, and they're only in the third quarter, I think I've seen like six or seven passes over like 25 yards, which is insane um and then he also has a good run game though uh that's the other part of it uh joe mixon leads the way but he also has Trevon smith who's doing well uh and um yeah it's just a really well-balanced offense that way um i do think right now you see a guy like denbrew who's able to kind of focus in on these two receivers and you can slow it down a little bit but uh for the most part you're not gonna have the defensive backs that can uh, match up with those two receivers in the past game, and that stresses you out, and that's where he, he's finding success early on. Yeah, I played him uh, last season, and uh, Tyreek Hill is just pretty much uncoverable. I mean, he's like, he's something like 99 speed, 99 acceleration. He had all, everything he, every attribute he has is in the 90s. It's ridiculous and even if you know the ball is going to him say you try to play over top with safety I means too fast he, he can still get behind you and with Mahomes arm um, you know he can just throw it out there so Hill and Mahomes together is like the perfect combination and like Bloop said he's drafted this rookie uh, who's also super fast so he just stretches the field um, you know every play uh, he he, you know he has two the two guys uh, that are his main targets. Um, so if you have a if you have a good um, you know a good CPU defender that you can trust, you know then maybe you could can uh, you can use her to try and stop one of the other guys. Uh, but he really puts a lot of pressure on your defense with those deep balls. Um, and then if you if you totally commit to the pass, uh, he does have 
um, the running game to kind of keep you uh, to keep you honest. So you have to hope he makes a mistake, I think. But Tyreek Hill is just a, a freak uh, on this game, and he, he's a, he's really difficult. To, there's nobody that can match up with him. You just got to hope you get you get lucky and you can make a couple plays. Yeah, I played him, I think, two seasons ago or something, um, and I agree. Like, it was – yeah, Patrick Mahomes, to me, was the X factor. And, he, yeah, I mean, he was super fast. It's funny, like, both his receivers are under 5'10". They're just little short, fast guys. But um, Patrick Mahomes can make every single throw, right? This dude, he's first in points, first in total yards, first in passing yards, uh, seventh in rushing yards. He's got 27 touchdowns, only 15 interceptions. He's 70% with Patrick Mahomes already. Like, it's just unbelievable. He's got 3,000 passing yards. He's probably going to break 5,000 passing yards this year. Um, and then he's got a rushing game to boot. Mixon's 691 rushing yards, nine touchdowns, averaging 6.1 yards a carry. Smith, the backup, is averaging 4.8 yards a carry. Um, and then, you know, just for a little cherry on top, Hill's got four rushes for 43 yards a carry, 172 yards, and three touchdowns. So, Hill has carried the ball four times and has three touchdowns. Just, it's stupid. It doesn't even make sense how good and efficient this team is. Massimo has always been a pretty good offensive player, but, I mean, he's just kind of on a different level now with all of these cheat codes that he has the question mark for me is going to be, how do you pay all these guys, right? Like, I mean, they're all young, so you've got a, a really young team that's going to stay young for this the entirety of this Madden. I mean, is this going to be the real-life Chiefs team where you have all offense and you're paying all these guys but no defense? Or is he going to be able to keep all these guys on the field at the same time? To me – He's gonna to have to win shootouts because he's got he's not gonna be able to have any real defense on this team. Uh yeah, I think uh I think as far as having like an elite defense, I think you're completely right. Um right now he has a decent little formula going where he has uh some He's good got pass. squeaks, which doesn't hurt. Yeah. And and I've seen like I've been watching this game against Washington and he has a couple like uh he has good man coverage corners, which makes you kind of hold the ball so Speaks can get there. And he has another defensive end who's pretty fast. I don't think he's like an elite player, but he's a fast guy, so he can get there too. So having that helps him. But um, I think, yeah, you're right. I think he's going to be in shootouts for the rest of the cycle. I think he seems to be okay with that. Um, I think he actually benefited himself by uh, – actually just focusing on that and like spreading the ball up even more than he already does because um, yeah I don't think there's any way he's going to turn into a great defense you know it's nice to have Johnny Walters on a rookie deal though but uh, I know he's had problems with keeping Patrick Mahomes uh, in his cap structure so that's going to be his biggest issue I think is going forward because Mahomes will want like $38 million a year or something like that and uh, that's going to be really tough Really tough, and if you lose Mahomes, I don't know how well this offense works. It speaks twenty-seven and a half sacks. That's freaking. That's I think it's number two in the league, yeah. or number one in the league. 
It's amazing. But then after that, you've got Lee's got three. Saunders has three. Griffin has one and a half. And he's got a bunch of couple guys with one. So, like, he doesn't even have a whole lot of firepower to get after the quarterback. It's really all about his offense and just outscoring. What's the the score update on this Redskins game? Uh, 24-21 for Washington right now. The yeah, so Chiefs Chief just scored a touchdown to make it closer. If if you play a team with really good offense or a really good defense, I should say, he and that's what's going to happen when you get to the playoffs. I mean, you're talking about the elite of the elite. Um, he's going to have to figure that out, or, or he's just going to break a bunch of offensive records, which are great. Um, but he's not going to he's not really going to win anything because ultimately he doesn't have the defense to go with that offense. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, just to finish up on the Speaks thing, I think Speaks is a good player, but I don't think he has any like anything that's so elite that you can't stop him. Like I'm pretty sure you could double him and stuff like that and give yourself time. That seems to be what Denver's able to do right now. He's given himself a lot more time in the pass game, and like you say, Speaks is the focal point of that, and uh, it's really helping him out right now as a player at this moment. Yes. I was trying to look through uh, his uh, cap situation. Mahomes, he's got Mahomes and Honey Badger that are going to be up this year. Um, those are his two big guys. He doesn't have a lot of cap room. So, I think he plans on franchising Mahomes, but like that's going to run out sooner or later, especially with these other quarterbacks getting high numbers. Like That number's just going to keep going up, and that's not going to be the long-term answer either. No, um, so next year he, you know, he may can make it work for the next year. It'll be the next one that will really uh, test what he's able yep. to do. And his, his defense is definitely a, a behind his offense at this point as far as his his players. I mean, if he can, you know, if, they, if, if Speaks can continue to, like Bloop said, I mean, he's not like an elite pass rusher with a bunch of superstar abilities that you can't deal with. Um, so, you know, if you can come up with a plan to kind of slow down any kind of, uh, any kind of pass rush, you'll have some time and he doesn't have a secondary that's, he doesn't have one of the top secondary. So there's, you know, there are ways to, to score on him. It's just, can you, can you outscore him? Yeah. I mean, not to jingle any bells here, but I mean, when you play a Cooley, a Bloop, uh, a, a D Wayne, a the money, you know, any of these top defenses that can you know, scheme around some of your firepower and use are really good, um, you're going to have to have some different answers. Now, he does have a really great running game, so he does have some different answers. But, man, you got to figure something out on defense because you're not going to put up 35, 45 on each and every team. So um, it's an interesting team with a great offense and um, I think what would be fun is if if the Falcons wouldn't have missed so many games here. You know, those would be two fun offenses to watch go at it. And then you still have the Bengals over in the AFC. They put together a fun offense. So there's some pretty high-powered offenses in this league that uh, would be fun to watch. They There's definitely not one in New Orleans, so uh, I can just watch them on tape. But um, there's some really good offensive players here in this league. All right, let me talk about LeagueCrawler.com. Everybody knows about how – big of a fan I am of Matt and the work that he does. Matt and, and what he's created at League Crawler is just one of the most underrated uh, Madden sites that you can find and, and really adds a lot to the Madden community from 
uh, leaguecrawler.tv to ratings of leagues and owners. Again, you need to take a couple minutes, create a profile on there, go find the leagues that you play in here, especially the two that are represented on this show, TFL and OMFL, and go get them a rating. Go give them uh, some comments on their league page uh, and let people know, hey, this is a place that you should be. So uh, we appreciate Matt and everything that he's done for us and uh, appreciate all of his support. And we want to support him and support his website. Uh, I'm there every three days on advance and make sure that we go post. So uh, make sure that you guys go and help out Matt and support his website. All right. It's season 88. We're in week number 11, just advanced really late last night. And um, I thought this would be a good time to take a step back and look at what is most improved. And so this is an opportunity for you to talk about what are some surprises, some things that you didn't expect to happen, and who are some of the most improved teams in this league for season 88? Uh, for me, I th there's a couple options here. I would say Cooley, but I don't want to talk about his team like I did last night in uh, our TFL show. So I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Browns. I was kind of high on them to start the season, but this year they're off to a six and three start. Um, their offense is still, you know, not not the greatest offense, but it seems to show signs of improvement. He's uh, coming around pretty well. Um, has five wins at home already. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, I think we, on the show, like you guys, before I was on it, and even since I've started being on this show, uh, we've always been pretty high on the Browns, like what they do roster-wise and stuff. It's just about what kind of uh, performances he's getting, and this year he seems to be doing it. Uh, Taylor Harper, his uh, second year running back, is kind of leading the way with almost 800 yards so far this season. Uh in the past game, he's spreading the ball around really, really well. Um, Tremendously. Yeah, and uh, you know, getting a guy like George Kittle in there and stuff is really helping him out too. And then obviously, uh, whenever you talk about the Browns, you got to talk about their defense. Miles Garrett leads that team, but he has Frank Clark uh, contributing this season, and lots of players playing really well. Um, yeah, and. Uh, and I see that Obi Melon Fonwu, who I traded to him season one, is leading his team in tackles. So that's, you know, things are just going well for him right now. And uh, I'm actually surprised he doesn't have more sacks with the players he has. But uh, so far, it's working out. He has a lot of good players, and um, yes, off to a six and three start is really impressive in that division where there's a lot of like I think all four teams are really really good. So. Props to Chaotix for what he's done so far, and hopefully he can continue to do it because uh, I think everyone likes seeing him succeed because he kind of plays a different style than some of the other top guys in the league, being more of a defensive coach. Yeah, one of the top defensive teams. The biggest surprise, I think, looking at his team, number one, he spreads the ball around tremendously. I mean, his halfback and tight end are two and three in yards, um, but if you look at this top four or five guys, they all have like in the 20s catching. Um, so, the, you know, he's spreading the ball around. He's making sure people touch the ball. But the biggest surprise is, I mean, he went out and traded for Von Miller and the guy's only got two sacks, two and a half sacks this season. So, like, that's a big, big surprise that if he can get Von Miller going um, to go with uh, Garrett, like that team's going to be tremendous on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you'd like to see some more firepower from that offense, maybe stretch the field a little bit more, some more big plays, but he's running the ball really well. 
He's passing the ball, spreading it around so he can't really key on anybody. He's playing effective defense. So definitely a team to watch for. Who's your most improved team or player, any of that? What's the, the biggest surprise for you, Cooley? Um, I may go, I don't know that maybe the biggest surprise, but I'm, I'm kind of impressed with the, are the miners and uh, what they've been able to do. They, they moved, obviously. <laughs> Uh, and change their nickname, uh, but you know, Tyree Jackson. I mean, it, he he only has his 13 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. I mean, that guy he puts up a lot of yards. They score a lot of points. That guy's not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, he's he's good. Also got four and, fumbles to go with all those interceptions too. And yet they're still six and three, uh, and they've won like four in a row. He has a running game that he. Um, you know, has two good running backs with Melvin Gordon and Sonny Michelle, and and he also uh, runs with that quarterback quite a bit, uh, hence those fumbles. But uh, you know, he spreads those around, and then he has the uh, two good receivers, and he has a a uh, a tight end in Hunter Henry. I mean, Keenan Allen and and Taron Gator uh, are both. Um, I think they may both be superstar receivers. Yeah. Um, so on the outside, which makes that a tough passing game. If his quarterback is, you know, able to get it to him and is accurate, that's a tough offense to stop. And then, of course, on defense, he has Joey Bosa, who somehow is, I don't know what Superman. he does. Yeah, I mean, 26 and a half sacks, and the next guy on his team has three and a half. Uh, he may have more sacks than my whole team, Joey Bosa, uh, may, <laughs> and it's it's crazy. Um, and then, you know, he's just able, he has some players on, has some other players in the secondary, uh, there that are, uh, you know, he's able to use, it looks like all of his, um, you know, looks like all of his, um, all of his defensive players kind of, I, I think he just has a scheme that is fitting him and, and six and three at this point, and then, it's just kind of uh, impressive that he's at that spot because if you look at that team, it may not be a six and three team, but his, I mean, he continues to do it and he has those. Uh, it's just a dangerous team because if his defense, the, the offense is going to be there if his quarterback's accurate, and then if he can find a way to to uh, make you hold the ball a little bit, uh, then Bose is going to get there, and it's really hard. If he puts you in second and third and long, you know, the whole game. That's how you win. And I, it's Kansas I'll, City light. Yeah, yeah. it kind of is. I'll just real quickly say about their defense there. I played them quite a bit, and he has probably one of the best defenses for man coverage in the entire league. And that's where, you know, you get that time. You know, you can't throw to a guy in man coverage right off the uh, snap, and that's where Joey Bosa comes up and gets you. So it's a really well-designed defense in that regard as well. Yeah, and I'll say I, I know that we talked about Kansas City a, a little bit ago, and um, they have tremendous receivers. I have not played him since he's gotten both of these receivers that he has, this rookie to go along with Hill. Um, and I just played him whenever he had just Hill, and it was tremendous. But I know on paper Kansas City has the better duo, but I played the minors last year with these two guys, and it was unbelievable. You just have to pick your poison. 
and take away one side of the field and know that you're going to give up a bunch of plays on the other side because these two guys are the most difficult guys straight up just to man coverage um, and try to protect against because he's really good about finding what side you're not playing and, and really attacking the other side. And if you try to mix it up, man, he's quick. And these two guys can make serious, tremendous plays for this offense. So if he can get this um, quarterback situa- you know, situation figured out where he's not turning the ball over as much, um, that's going to be, again, one of the top teams. And, and, and we know why he was in um, the OMFL Bowl to begin with uh, for season one or season 78, 79. I don't know, whatever season we were in. I already forget. Uh, season 76, I think it was, uh, whenever we started. Uh, all right, let's talk about our other partner, our Xbox One partner, Soden, over at SodenBowl.com. Um, there are Madden Xbox One partners. They're putting out tremendous, tremendous content, uh, lots of shows, really great graphics. You'll see in the chat a whole lot. Um, so, yeah, go support Soden. If you're on Xbox or you know people that are on Xbox, send them over to SodenBowl.com. You're going to just be uh, in a league that is super uh, gives you a lot of opportunities to to be engaged and gives you a lot of really great content that you can chew on. And they're one of the leagues that really pushed us to up our content game, so to speak, as we continued um, to do a little bit better. So um, go support Soden over at Soden Bowl. We appreciate them and appreciate um, everything that they uh, do for us. All right, we're going to do a little toss-up segment now. And this is going to be a little bit different, something that we haven't done before. So you're not going to see a whole lot on this screen. And it's just going to be us really uh, talking here. But um, let's talk about some toss-ups and just pick which one of these things that you guys would like to have. So we'll go with the first one. Falcons or Bucks? The NFC South has become one of the greater divisions that we have here in the OMFL. Super shocking comes out of nowhere, mainly because I guess the Falcons have been gone for so long with the holidays. Uh, but you see them here, Falcons or Bucks, who wins the NFC South? Uh, this is a tough one because uh, all four teams are still kind of in it. Um, but if I had to pick between the two, I got to – it's hard to pick against the Falcons. Sorry, Cooley, but um, – if he comes back, you know, he's still an elite player, obviously. I don't think either of his losses are actually... Or no, he did have one loss um, when he actually played against Mo. Um, you know, and I think the Bucks are going to put up a good challenge all year. And I think potentially they play this week. So we'll see. Because that could go a long way, whatever this, however this game goes. But, um, you know, it's hard to pick against a guy that has won like six of the last seven Super Bowls so I gotta take Falcons but I do think the Bucks I think the Saints and the Panthers are both part of this conversation too but I think right now you know you're chasing the you gotta chase the champ until you beat him so um that's right what I think right now and we're forcing Cooley to talk about his own team here I'm (laughs) definitely picking the Falcons uh I mean I've not beaten uh D-Money Yet, I didn't even beat his computer team. Uh, so, you know, if uh, if he's unable to play this week, uh, then, you know, there may be a chance that uh, Tampa could could get there. I like my, my defense has uh, finally started to show up. Uh, I have a, a really good run defense this year. Um, that I think my offense is still better uh, than my defense, but... If you looked at the stats, the defense is probably the better unit this year. Uh, there's still a couple pieces I'd like to to uh, add 
uh, there, including a, uh, you know, if I could get a, a great cornerback, that would really be a tough defense because I have good, uh, have good linebackers and you know a defense, a defensive lineman. I got Calais Campbell, who is superstar uh, X Factor guy. He's been really good at stopping the run. He has not been the greatest uh, pass rusher, but in a three-four, uh, you know that. Is a little more to be expected than if he's a 4-3 end. Um, but, you know, we've had a good year so far. The problem is is uh, I'm 7-2, and two, and I'm one game ahead of, only one game ahead of everybody in the division. So, you know, had a good year, but there's a good chance I won't even make the playoffs. So, you know, got those division games coming up the end, and it, it's just uh, until uh, D-Wayne, or I mean until D-Money, um, you know, I'll have to pick him until until somebody proves otherwise because he he's uh, pretty much on this this uh, league here recently. Oh my God! You're not going to make the playoffs now? Is that what we're doing? Come on! You're going to make you're the playoffs. Six and three. The I'm, Panthers are you six beat me already. Three. You already you beat me already. The Panthers are again. a facade of a six and three. Um, I think that you're going to win this division. I'm going to go away from both of you. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think he cannot play again. I think you're going to get a CPU game. You're going to be able to beat the CPU. It's going to give you a little bit of a league. I think you'll make a run, and I think you may even stumble one more time, and um, that's going to get you in the playoffs. Either way, you're going to make the playoffs. You're a very good team, and this is going to be a fun battle to watch as he kind of gets back into it. My kid has decided to wake up and make the most noise he possibly can make right now. I, I do, I do have I get to play from, uh, you and Bloop. Uh, coming down the end, so that's well, I'll yeah, be blue, but I don't you know, know about two you. average teams. Come on, all right, toss up, toss yeah. up. Let's talk about offense. Who has the better offense? Are we taking um, uh, uh, my brain went blank there for half a second, but the Kansas City Chiefs are the Las Vegas Raiders who've really come out of nowhere. They're one of my biggest surprises this season. Um, they're playing really good football. Oh my gosh, why can't I find them? I passed them up. Where are the Raiders? Uh, anyway, uh, which offense are you taking? Toss up. Raiders offense, which is number two or three in the league, or the Kansas City Chiefs that we've already talked a lot about? I definitely got to go with the Chiefs on this one. Um, they're like if you actually look at the the full numbers, like offensive pass yard, or offensive yards that are 600 yards ahead of the Raiders right now. Uh, pass yards are 200 yards, but 400 yards rush yards ahead. They're also averaging 14 por- more points per game. Um, the Chiefs are just the real deal offense. You know, the Raiders are looking nice, but and I know their defense kind of struggles, so their good offense isn't really translated into wins as much. But the Chiefs are just a dominant offense this season. Uh, I don't think anyone's within even a touchdown per game as the Chiefs, so they're obviously looking really good right now, and it, you know they're just kind of on their own level at this point. Yeah, it's definitely the Chiefs for me. Uh, Raiders have had a good year and kind of come out of um, nowhere, but they're only averaging 25 points a game, and that's like middle of the pack for yeah. the league. Um, you know they're putting up a lot of yards, but it's not translating into into uh, you know like a ton of points. And the Chiefs are capitalizing and put. I mean, 40 points a game is crazy. Yeah, and they just uh, they just finished off their win against the uh, uh, Washington. 
Yeah. No, oh, gonna well. That's going to send Dean Brewer over the edge. Dean Brewer's going to murder somebody this season. Because <laughs> you know he's such a defensive-minded coach that that uh, high-scoring game probably drove him insane. Look, this is an easy one. you got to take the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, uh, yeah, like you guys said, this is an offense that maybe we've never seen before, even though the Falcons have had a lot of firepower and put up a lot of points. We've seen the Colts in the past do that. We've seen the Bengals in the past, uh, even before – both of you were here. The Bengals had done that a lot. But, um, look, I don't know why. I thought the Raiders were having a much better season than they really are. Uh, both them and the Broncos are having some much better offensive and defensive teams on, on different sides. But Like, they're playing better football, but they're both sitting mm-hmm. at, at one and eight. If you look at their stats, they're not really that impressive. Um, here's the head-scratcher to me, and this is the thing that gets me is, like, Josh Jacobs, five touchdowns, which is pretty good. Um, But his first, second, and third guys averaging 4.5, 4.4, and 5.2. But they're all splitting carries. And so, like, he doesn't have outstanding rush yards. He doesn't have, you know, a guy that's got – he's got nobody even close to 100 carries. And so, it's like, how much better could this offense be if he actually had a run game, which he's in the bottom half of the league in? So, uh, that's a a tough one. And – Hopefully the Raiders can can begin to build on that and, and begin to turn the corner. All right, toss up. You're taking Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Neam Hines, or the field to win the NFL or the OMFL, I should say, rushing title this season. Uh, I'll go with I'll go with Elliott. <laughs> um, I think Maniac's kind of he's wanted to rush the ball. Now he can rush the ball all cycle. Like he's wanted to all cycle, and now he can. Uh, I think he's going to keep that up. Um, and I think in his division that's a good way to go because there, there's a lot of good defensive teams there, and if you could just pound the pound the rock, it's gonna help you out in that division. Um, yeah, I don't oh. see anyone in the field quite winning the title. Hines is, you know, he he has a chance, but I don't think anyone in the field's gonna jump ahead of him. That's a good that's a good uh, question. Uh, hmm. I don't know. McCaffrey is a a guy that's going to get a lot of carries. The potentially he could do it. The field is probably the best bet, but I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Hines. Um, you know, I'm a big Dallas fan. I'd like to see Zeke do it, <laughs> but uh, Hines is so fast. Uh, he's definitely not the bruiser uh, that Elliott is, uh, but. You know, Dwayne just uses him, and he's got those abilities. He may have the juke, the juke ability, and he's just hard to tackle. So I'm going to go with uh, Hines. Yeah, I got to take Hines too. Uh, I I know that Elliot is leading. I know Maniac's going to hate to hear that. The chat's really quiet today too. Usually guys are super chatty during press pass live, but we haven't had a ton of viewers, but. We've had enough, and you guys are super quiet in the chat, and I figured Maniac would be up in the chat, but um, and by now I figured D-Wayne would be on. But uh, watching Hines in the playoffs last year, especially getting to call the OMFL Bowl and watching how quick that guy hit holes and how quick he changed direction, I mean, that guy's just stupid. And um, we've still got six more games, seven more games left to go here. Uh this will be a fun race because those top five guys are, are a lot of fun. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Staten for Chicago, the rookie. He's got 800 and 
40 yards, so he's not too far away. So there's a lot of availability here, but I like Hines in this one just because I just think that guy's crazy good. And I think Dallas has some pretty tough defensive teams that he's going to face here in the next couple of weeks, and that's going to end up hurting him. All right, toss up. Does the OMFL sack record, which I think is currently at 52, it, it's fallen twice this Madden already after being set several Maddens ago. Uh, but does the OMFL record for sacks fall this season? Um. Well, there's three guys with a chance at it this uh, this season, but I don't think it's going to. I think um, uh, Breland Speaks right now leads the way after his game today. Joey Bosa and J.J. Watt all have a chance, but I just think uh, everyone's going to, as we come down to the playoffs, everyone's going to kind of key in on those guys and be able to stop them a little bit more so it's not going to fall. Um, but I still think guys are, these, all three of these guys will get close. They'll probably get in the mid-40s, um, which is still pretty high. But I just I don't think we're on track to have the record broken this year. Um, I would probably say no. Um, but speaks. I mean, after looking at him, I mean, I see what the what the you know how he's doing this is. Kansas City's getting ahead, and it puts yep. a lot of pressure on you to score. So you yep. got to pass, and then he just pins his ears back, and speaks comes in. You know, he has thirty and a half sacks. Um, so, which you know, is also why he's got so many interceptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a recipe uh, for, you know, he's got it set up uh, to work. That if you have that that dominant pass rusher, you know, it can it can just snowball on you. Uh, but I would say probably not going to get it. Um, that's twenty more. Well, okay, I'll say he will get it. I'll say he's going to break it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I I think it's going to fall as well. Um, look, I'm having a tremendous season. One of the best seasons I think I've ever had in any Madden with Cam Jordan. Um, and he's only got 18 and a half. I mean, these, these guys are, are just in a different universe. Uh, I think Spree- Speaks had another three or four in this past game against the, the Redskins. So it, you're right. A lot of these teams, I think, especially with Bosa, especially with Speaks, uh, who's what playing for? The Ravens. Um, maybe not so much him. Look, Khalil Mack's just a monster period, but he's having pretty normal. It's these top three guys that are having abnormal seasons. But Bosa and Speaks, again, we talked about Kansas City being this tremendous firepower offense, and then like the Miners being Kansas City light. That's what both of their game plan is. They put up a ton of points. They either get ahead early or get ahead a lot, and now you're pushing the ball. You're having to pass a lot. Um, and guys just kind of get caught up in that flow of passing a lot and trying to the frustration that comes with it and the big plays and the, the energy, like all of the stuff that comes with getting in a pass only game or a pass heavy game. And you forget slide protect or look at speaks or look at Bosa or double keep a running back in or double team. Right. You forget to do those quick adjustments or you burn your adjustments doing offensive uh, like passing route adjustments and before you know it, you've given up three sacks back-to-back, right? And now they're, they're coming in bulks. And when you look at Bosa and Speaks and, and Watt, like these these sacks are coming in, in big chunks, you know, at a time where they may go three quarters without really making all kinds of noise and then get in the fourth quarter and it's three on the same drive or two on the same drive or four in three drives, right? It's just they're coming in big, big chunks. I think it's going to fall. 
I think speaks is this offense is put him in a different level. And because of the points and averaging 45 points, guys are having to score a lot and you just can't keep up. And because guys can't keep up, they're going to give up a whole ton of sacks. And uh, yeah, I think speaks is going to break it and he's going to be our new leader. I'll uh, just uh, close on your thought there. I will say that probably does give them an advantage, both uh, the Miners and the Chiefs, that they're playing against the struggling offenses of the Broncos and Raiders, who are still going to air it out. But you 100%. Know, um, so that gives them a lot more chances. I just That's a good point that you brought up. No, that's a super good point, that they're playing against offenses. Um, you're playing against players that, A, they're good dudes. Like I personally like them. Um, they're yeah. super quiet. You rarely hear from them. Um, they're not super engaged. They're not super active. The chances that they're playing this game, just like they played 17, 18, and 19, are pretty, pretty high. And if you play this game like 17, 18, and 19, you're going to give up 10 sacks a game, nine sacks a game, right? Like you're going to give mm-hmm. up big chunk plays because you just can't play this game the same. And so that's a really good point that these guys are up against um, some struggling teams here that – um, probably haven't figured out the adjustments that need to be made against those really high-powered defensive ends there. All right, talk about one of our last uh, partners here, Shopmaster, shopmaster.com. Uh, I love Shopmaster. He just does some really great content for 2K and for Madden. He's been a little quiet over the holidays. I don't know if he's just been busy, if he's been traveling a lot, uh, but Shop is just a really great dude that's I'm doing a lot of cool things. And so make sure you go uh, follow shop on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to his channel. Make sure that you follow him on Twitter and subscribe to his content there. And then go check out his website. He's just putting out tons of great content on his website, shopmaster.com. Uh, we love shop here in the OMFL and really appreciate um, everything that he has, has done for us. All right, let's get to the mailbag and talk about some mailbag questions. I know that we have some unused questions so let's get back and uh look at some of these really really quick boom with these really slow 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 safari all right here we go um cover these cover these cover here we go all right Dimbru asked this and i think this was a really fun one and that's what i saved he says uh, have you made a trade in madden 20 that in hindsight you regret or did you not pull a trigger on a trade that you wish you would have? Uh, any trade regrets one way or the other for either one of you guys? Cool, I'll let you go first. I gotta think what what I've been doing. Huh? I, I'm normally not a big trade guy. Um, I usually uh, try to build through the draft. I don't I don't trade a lot. I'm not sure if I've traded at all in OMFL. I was trying to to think. Uh, I have. I don't think that I have. I think I traded in my other league that involved, uh, you know, draft picks and and Jalen Smith, and that was all cap related uh, because I could not afford him. So that was like a sign and trade deal. I've not traded in the OMFL. Some guys, that's like their thing. They love trading and and building their team through that way. I kind of like to, um, you know. With the team that I'm not uh, like a fan of, like so the, I'm the Buccaneers, and I'm not a Tampa fan. I'm a Dallas fan, so I don't really have any loyalty to these guys. So it would be a little 
or any feelings. Uh, so it'd be a little easier for me to trade here, I think. If the right one popped up, I've discussed a few, but we've never really uh, finished those. But most of the time, if I'm trading, it's usually a uh, you know draft pick, salary cap kind of thing, or there's just a one certain position that I feel like I really need. There, there is a the trade deadline hit this this year before I realized it because I wanted to talk to somebody about a trade, and I it got past me. So. Uh, for me, there hasn't been any, but that's probably going to be the case most years because I'm I'm not the, the uh, I'm not the biggest trader. Bloop Bloop does uh, like to trade a little bit, uh, so he'll probably have a lot better answer than I will. <laughs> See, my th thing is I usually just trade players away for draft picks, so I don't really regret anything um, <clears throat> that I've done so far. Maybe season one I could have used like I traded Philip Dorsett to D Wayne who. And then he went and sat on D Wayne's bench anyways, and I could have used a speedy receiver that season just because uh, the way my offense wound up working out, it just wasn't uh, explosive enough. So maybe I regret that. Um, one that I am happy I didn't do is at one point I had Chase Winovich uh, trade talks going with him uh, when he was a rookie, and I wasn't using him in. Um, I wound up just saying no because the return was terrible. Uh, and I was like, ah, I can just keep this guy as a backup. I wound up starting him by the end of the season, and now he's my best player. So um, I'm really happy I didn't pull the trigger on that one myself. <laughs> yeah, I haven't offered uh, a ton of trades. I do like to trade, but uh, I have a hard time trading. I, I, yeah, I, my Saints team the last couple of seasons, guys haven't been interested. The trades I have made have been... I think, like Cooley said, the trades we see most of the time here, they're going to be cap-related or they're going to be um, for draft picks. And me and the Miners have had, like, a draft pick thing going the last couple of seasons where um, I keep getting, like, a, a round up every other season, kind of like the <laughs> Patriots seem to do a lot. And so um, that has been good for me. Uh, the biggest trade I think I was offered was actually changing of entire teams. And so I don't regret that because I have my Saints. Um, I mean, I regret being in a division where I got to play four studs and the best player that the OMFL has ever seen in D-Money twice a season. But outside of that, I don't regret not swapping teams. Um, and I do enjoy um, changing for draft picks and, and getting more draft picks. I think probably the biggest deal that I, I do regret, if I have any regrets, and I don't have a ton, is that one of my import players was a guard and so I needed to move one of my guards just for salary cap reasons. And there was no reason to you know, pay a guy a lot of money to sit on your bench. And so I sent Larry Warford over to the minors. And he's made the Pro Bowl two seasons in a row after not doing anything for me season one. And uh, the guy's like 32 now and, and like just playing better and better football. He hasn't given up a sack in two seasons. Like he's playing that kind of football. And uh, so if I have any regrets, it's probably a really small one. Um, D, D. Wayne said this. He says, uh, biggest surprises, good and bad. Team surprises, good and bad this season. I know we touched on some of them, but um, are there any other surprises out there for teams? Uh, yeah, I'll because we talked about the good ones, but I'll talk about a bad one. Um, uh, yeah, I think well, Dolphin. And I think we've kind of yeah. That's what I was gonna say. We've that's the main one um, for me yeah, too. It's kind of a disappointment uh, with his because he's a really good player, 
and you know he's what one one game at this point. Yep. So you know some of the other guys guys have been gone, so you can't really you know Savante yeah, took over a new team. Um, you know, the split. holidays always skew everything a little bit. Yeah, the Packers have been gone a little bit, and so you know you just um, some of those guys. But I tell you, probably uh, one of the teams that's a little disappointed and that's not in that, uh, not like at the bottom for me, uh, are the Rams. They're five and five, and uh, you know they were four and five. And I think they won this morning, so they're I think they're five and five now, and um, that's a better team, and he's a, a better player than that. So I think he's kind of started off a little rough. Obviously, Price still has the chance. I haven't looked at those NFC uh, West standings, but um, you know he, yeah, he still has a chance to make the playoffs there with Mo. Uh, but it's going to be difficult uh, with the two game, you know, being behind two games and and losing to him the last time in overtime. But um, yeah, and for me, I got to say the Eagles are one. Uh, you know. Lil Koch, he's uh uh he's a good player and he was always good in the OMFL too when I was over there and um it's been surprising the last two seasons after he I think he made the yeah. uh NFC conference finals the first season. The last two seasons he's really struggled and he, he always puts together a good roster, he always gets lots of veterans, but I'm wondering I'm wondering if he's just like maybe lacking a little bit of youth kind of like speed players or something I don't know what it is exactly he doesn't score a lot of points is his main issue uh, his defense is still really really good actually um, but yeah that's uh, that's always a little bit of a confusing one although to be fair to him that division's a really competitive one so you know he's probably losing one to two score games often I'd say the Browns are a big surprise to me. Um, look, now when the holidays get here, he gets more time at home. He gets a better chance to not only focus and really game plan and, and play his football. He probably has a better internet connection. It's just like everything's just better when that poor guy can be home. I mean, he travels literally like probably 300 days a year, something stupid like that. And so the Browns are a surprise this season for the good way, and we talked about them, but – not a massive surprise for me. I'd also say just the entire NFC South. Um, I've been lucky enough to kind of keep my way in there, but like Big Hurt is a great player, a very, very good player, but I just didn't think he'd step in day one with this roster and be able to begin to win with them. Uh, Cooley has played much better than I expected from him. He's always one of the top players in this league. I just didn't think he'd be leading the division, and then none of us knew that the Falcons were going to you know, have – four or five CPU games or whatever it's been, even though, to be fair, he's won a lot of those CPU games. I think he's only lost two of them. So um, it's not like the CPU has let him down. But that whole NFC South is a tremendously good division. I think Cooley pointed it out this morning when we were getting ready for the show. We're all sitting at six and three. I have a fairly light schedule uh, that should set up for easy, but and I freaking lost to the Bills a couple weeks ago. So... I mean, if you don't show up in this league, it doesn't matter who you play, you'll get mashed in the teeth. So I think those are some of my surprises. 
Um, the Washington Redskins, Denver, uh, he just posed. I love the way he does these messages. He says, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. 5'11 and a slim 195. Ding. I don't have anything to ding with. But he says, which owners do you feel they could have taken any team and any roster and made the playoffs with that team in season one of Madden 20? I think that's a good question. What owner do you think could have took almost any team and any roster and been able to make the playoffs? I think we have some pretty easy common answers here. Yeah, I think uh, the obvious ones, D-Money, D-Wayne, they're going to. I think um, yep. I think Colin's a guy that's he's always really good. He's made the playoffs every year, been really good. Den Brew, Moe, and there's lots of other good players that probably could take almost any team and make the playoffs, but uh, those are the guys that for sure 100% definitely would make the playoffs every single time to me. Um, everyone else, you know, there's be a lot of guys battling and stuff, but you know, sometimes it may, might not be the best fit, and we've seen guys kind of up and down and all over the place. But those are my five. I I would say that would pretty much step into any roster and make it. Yeah, those are those are probably the the uh, the guys. I mean, you know, D Money's going to be able to take uh, a team probably and get there. Mo and D Wayne, uh, those are kind of the the big three, and then you throw in those other two guys that that uh, Bloop's talking about. And you know they're just good Madden players and know how to how to uh, know how to use the players that they have to to win games. And not everybody, you know, some people need their a specific scheme to be able to win or bend, build it that way. Um, but I think those guys are pretty uh, are versatile enough that they can they can do a good enough stick skills to to just win, get in the playoffs, even with they have. Uh, a team that doesn't fit their their style. Yeah, I, I think that I agree with both of you guys. Uh, D Wayne, D Money, and Mo of the Seahawks. Mo, uh, I think I think Blue May said Mo the Titans, but I would go Mo with the Seahawks. Either way, both yeah, Mo's are really too. great players. Uh, I think those three could take any roster any year and make the playoffs because they're just really really good players. Like you said, Cooley, I'd say right there on the edge. Um, would be both of you. I think you're both right there on the edge. I think Mo with the Titans is right there on the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that maybe not any like just out of the box roster, but a roster with very minimal tweaks. Um, I think both of you are really good players. Mo with the Titans is a really good player. Jason uh, Cly, uh, he's very very good. So there's definitely mm-hmm. some teams that are like right there teetering on the edge. I think. I had a quarterback with a real arm. I would, I could, you know, manage my way to make the playoffs if I wasn't playing the Falcons twice a season, every season. <laughs> um, I didn't not saying that I'd go deep, but I, you know, I made the playoffs every season in Madden um, 19. It's uh, so I think you guys are right there on the edge, but any roster straight out of the box, definitely going to make the playoffs. Those are my, my three guys. Um, his second question, he says, is there any certain position or position group that you must have a talented player or players for you to be successful. We've touched on this a little bit, but what do you guys think? Are the, is there a certain position where you like you have to have a super talented player here? Uh, for me, there's two spots. Um, quarterback, obviously. You know, I'm going through a rebuild right now with my quarterback. He's 71 overall at this point. He's good, but you know, he, you know, a rookie quarterback and a first year quarterback aren't good enough to go win games by themselves the way like Tom Brady did. I had like yep. 70 overall receivers with Tom Brady 
and uh, I was able to win games because he's Tom Brady. Uh, this like Jake McAllister is playing really well for me, but it's just a completely different animal. And then um, my second one would be uh, um, cornerback. You need at least one good cornerback um, to shut down like a top receiver on the other team. You don't necessarily need receivers or uh, running game to win in this league, but you need at least one good cornerback to slow the other team down because um, you know the run game you can stop. The uh, you can kind of game plan around the other side of the field, but if you got one really good corner, you're going to be able to uh, succeed in this league. Um, yeah, for me, I don't know that there's in, like any one uh, position that you have to have a great play. I mean, you have to have some great players on your team, but they don't necessarily have to be at a certain position. But I probably would agree with with Bloop that uh, cornerback. You know, Tampa Bay doesn't have. I don't have great cornerbacks, but they're they're good. Um, Didn't you just not, draft one that's really really good? I know you drafted a great safety. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I don't. I don't have a great cornerback. I've got a. I just have some decent cornerbacks. I mean, they're pretty good. They do what I need them to do, uh, but they're not like a superstar. Uh, they don't have any, um, you know, abilities. Uh, but you know. My defensive scheme, I can work around those. But if I had a superstar guy, uh, you know, you can you can do a whole lot. I think if you have a superstar defense, a, a, a secondary player, that that kind of opens up your whole defense. I mean, obviously a, a superstar pass rusher that can get to the to the quarterback is super important. This this uh, this Madden, but you don't have to have one to win. But you. I, I feel like if you had to have a place, because you can kind of make it work on offense, um, you know, even if you don't have have great players, you might have people that have just abilities that you know that you can work with. But on defense, it kind of, I feel like for me, if I was going to have to have somebody, it would be a, a secondary player that I knew uh, I could count on to shut down a certain side of the field. You guys took both of mine. I, I would say if you're going to guarantee success on offense, you got to have a great quarterback. I think if you look at my team in particular, like I, I've been crying about this since Bree's retired, but I, I, I str- I'm in the bottom half of offense. I, I think I struggle with consistency because I don't have a great quarterback. I have a very average quarterback, and I think you can scheme around it and you can build around it to have an average offense or – know slightly below average offense with your quarterback but if you want to be Kansas City's the Falcons the the Seahawks or if you want to be one of those elite of the elite offensive teams you got to have a quarterback it's just hands down it has to happen and then cornerback like if you have those are the two positions that I don't think you can scheme around I don't think you can plug and play some fast uh player uh, i think you've got to have really great players with great overall stats in those two positions oops just dropped my phone um mm-hmm. i think if you talk about that uh, maniac just said defensive line um i think if you talk about offensive line you can find kind of like middle of the road players that have like really good stats and certain attributes that you can plug and play and and, and be okay with and be able to make plays with but when it comes to the quarterback position when it comes to the cornerback position if you want to be a lead of the elite if you want to guarantee success you gotta go have elite players 
All right, Cincy Berg, who's in the chat too, congrats on your win against the Redskins. That's a big, impressive win. But he asked this question, he says, do the Titans make the playoffs after losing four in a row? Of course, I can't keep up with each and everything that happens here. I didn't realize that the Titans have lost four in a row, one of the really top teams here in the OMFL and the AFC. So did the Titans make the playoffs after losing four in a row? Uh... You know, they definitely have a shot. The AFC wild card, I don't think it's going to be really like a more than maybe 10 wins this season, so they can still turn it around. Um, they definitely shot themselves in the foot a little bit with these losses um, after a great start. And maybe that's just growing pains from having uh, so many uh, like rookies playing. He had a great draft, but they're still rookies. So, that, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's out of it at all. And I think he can... It's hard to say. I, I I'm gonna I want to say no because I think the AFC North is gonna have two wild card teams. Um, you know, I could be crazy about that, but they're all six and three or better as well, kind of like the NFC South is. So it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for anyone to get a wild card other than that division. But maybe they'll beat each other up and help the rest of us out. So um, I'll say no. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think they're out of it because the the AFC East is only going to get one. It's going to be whoever wins that division, and the the West, you know, is going to battle the West and the and the North. So the teams he has to has to beat out are going to be the Miners, and then whoever else is the two two of those teams uh, in the in the North. Uh, so the Browns, Bengals, Ravens. Um, Man, it's it's going to be a, a tight AFC uh, playoff and wild card race. I think that the Titans are good. I mean, he plays plays well. Um, you know, it's surprising to me that he's lost four in a row. I haven't looked at his schedule to see uh, who he's lost to, but his his uh, points for and against are he, he's got a pretty big margin, uh, so he's probably lost a lot of close games here. So I would say, man. If you're, hmm, what's well, gonna be? It's gonna be tough. Gonna be tough. That there are gonna be like seven, eight teams that are gonna have a real shot come down to last end. So, I'm gonna go on the side of he will make it, uh, just because he's a he's a really good player. Some of these other guys that are in there haven't been there before, so they're gonna have to do something they haven't done. Uh, so I'll. I'll uh, I'll err on on that side and say that he will make it. Yeah, I'm going to say the Titans don't make it. I think that you pointed out all the reasons he doesn't make it. Like that division has gotten really good. The Ravens are a great team. The Bengals have turned things around. And then the Browns are – he's home, so he's able to concentrate. He's going to play really great defense. Uh, Maniac just pointed out in the chat that he lost his um, top running back, his firepower, so to speak, for his offense. Um, He's hurt. And so, you know, all of those things play into effect of, like, how that team's going to play. Um, look, maybe he's traveling a lot for the holidays. So anytime you see, like, big swings during the holidays, it's usually either people are home and able to concentrate and focus or people are traveling and they're just not able to focus and concentrate. And it does matter. Like, it matters um, how people play and it matters how their record is. So. I do not think that the Tennessee Titans will make the playoffs, and I think they're going to be out of it. All right, that's going to move us to our last segment, and that's to wrap it up here. So let's put a bow on this show and 
get everybody off to the rest of their Saturday. All right, well, I think I'm about to go play my uh, game against the Broncos. It's my last game this season against a team that has less than, let me just check, uh, less than six wins. Yeah, everyone else has six wins or more. So um, That's a tough schedule. Yeah, it's about to be really tough for my rookie-laden roster, so we'll see how it goes. But I'm excited to play this game and hopefully upset some people along the way. So thanks for a good show, guys. Yeah, um, well, I played D-Money this week. I don't know if his internet's fixed or not. I've messaged him, but haven't heard uh, from him yet. Um, but the rest of the Buck schedule, uh, I mean, it's certainly, certainly doable. Um, you know, I've got a couple, you know, three, three or four tough games, um, really, really tough games. I mean, they're, I do play the AFC East, which is, uh, you know, come on. If Blue's leading, it can't be too good. <laughs> uh, but I play three of those guys. Uh, still I have to commentate this game. I, I got to figure out when you two are going to play, and it, it has to be a game of commentary. <laughs> we might have to be in the party chat with you. <laughs> yeah, we've had some we've had some good battles over the years. It's been yeah, uh, always usually fun in the Super Bowl because we're never in the same division or conference. So yeah, always good. But you know, I. I'm excited about what my team's doing. They're in a good cap uh, place, and uh, you know, we could. Uh, if if I wasn't in the NFC South, I would feel really good about the, <laughs> what my team's doing. But you know, battling for a wild card every year is not really an ideal way uh, to to uh, you know, not an ideal way to to have your season every year but yeah, i appreciate uh, you having me on and i've enjoyed it no man I, I i love having both of you on um yeah look, look grownfolksoc.com i i got the website up here right now if you've never visited us i know a lot of people from the league here watch this part and or watch these shows but if you've never seen us please go check out grownfolksoc.com uh give us a subscribe on youtube we super appreciate it uh, D, uh, D Wayne, yeah, I think it was D Wayne last night, finally subscribed to the Twitch channel. So D Wayne, <laughs> shout out to you. Appreciate that after seven years of being here. Um, uh, but our Twitch, our YouTube, our Twitter, we, we'd uh, be honored for you to give us a subscribe and a follow. Um, I got to call the OMFL out a little bit, uh, that you guys are getting way, way, way outdone when it comes to content from the NBC, the TFL and the deuce. Deuce has some new guys have been just pumping out content left and right every couple of days. So I'm calling you out a little bit. I, I went on a rant. I know that's something you two didn't get to see because it was in the boardroom. But uh, we 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 have uh, people who like to play here, and I totally get that. We are here to ultimately to play. Um, but I think three days is a pretty quick advance. Uh, it's not NBC uh, style where they're advancing every 24 hours, but it's you know it's pretty quick and, and most of the time we are able to early advance but um, for those of us who are pushing for constant constant quick advances um, I'd like to see some content why don't you take those days and go create a, a paragraph or two about your team or write an article or do a video and speaking of video I know a lot of people don't watch my stuff but I'm going to push my own content here I do a Saints and Sinners podcast every couple of advances where uh, instead of making you uh, 
read some boring, uh, you know, uh, blog post about my team and how well we're doing i make you watch a boring video instead and so i do these videos about my saints teams and kind of where we are and how we're playing and i'd be honored if uh, you go and check it out so saints and sinners is my podcast it does have its own code and chat so uh exclamation mark sns it'll pull that up and then of course you can find press pass live with exclamation mark PPL, and then there's also all 22, so exclamation mark all 22, um, which will pull that up. So lots of really good content that I feel like I've been pretty constant and consistent with. Um, same word, dummy. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm also going to come out with a hot seat here soon. So maybe today I'll find somebody that can do a hot seat because I know people enjoy reading the hot seat and I haven't done one of those in like two seasons. So go give us a follow. Go check out all the content. There's tons of videos if you're into that kind of thing. Um, there's PUBG stuff. There's golf stuff. There's OMFL. I, I think, uh, I don't know the TFL uses their channel very much. Maybe there's a couple of TFL videos, but I definitely know there's some ATG videos. They use their channel a lot. The Deuce uses their channel a lot. If you play in any of these leagues, if you do code exclamation mark share, the word share, S-H-A-R-E, and then whatever league you're in, OMFL, TFL, ATG, PFL, the Deuce, whatever, if you do that all together, no spaces, it'll give you the instructions and the art that I've already created for your YouTube um, to link your YouTube game video stream to its um, right channel. And so every league here has its own channel uh, and playlist on our YouTube channel. And we want to fill it up with content. So if you play in the golf league, if you play PUBG, if you play any of these things and you do a stream, we'd love if you would uh, either get that on YouTube or if you're doing it from YouTube, if you'd link it to the appropriate channel. So that's going to wrap up Press Pass Live number 157. It's going to be 160 here before we know it. And before we know it, we're going to be, uh, what did he say? Oh, burn, baby, burn. I don't know what that means, Maniac. Maniac's a crazy man to, this morning. Uh, Maniac, I'm itching to play you. Maniac and I play next, but I know my wife is going to wake up like any second and she'll hit me with a frying pan if I'm playing mad. So tonight, Maniac, me and you tonight, hopefully early before your deuce game. But uh, I appreciate both of you taking time and, and being patient with me this morning. We tried to do a shorter show, and as you can see, that didn't quite happen, but there was three of us on. So three people, that's going to take some time. But I appreciate both of you. Thank you for spending time with me. Thanks everyone who tuned in and everybody who was active in chat. Chat was a little quiet today, but for Maniac and for Cincy Berg, thank you guys for uh, being active in chat. We love you guys. I appreciate everybody for being here and being a part of what we've created here. Um, TFL, link me your show. I want to make sure that we're getting your code updated and making sure yeah, we're promoting it and letting everybody go watch your show. And I want to go watch it myself. So I appreciate the content that you guys are creating with Guys, have a, a really great week. Have a blessed week. God bless you, and we'll see you next weekend. Peace.